0: Hey, everybody. Welcome. You're listening to the Lead, Build, Live podcast. Welcome to the Lead, Build, Live Leadership podcast, the podcast with practical conversations about leadership that help you lead well, build healthy teams and organizations. And live a life that matters i'm larry i am here with my partner in crime rob hey everybody hey rob uh how was your week man
1: you know i was fortunate this week i got a chance to do a little bit of snowboarding
0: nice and so i'm feeling recharged and ready to go how was your week my week was great. I went to Southern California for three days with my wife. Uh, you went snowboarding. I went to the ocean. I've had lots of snow, as we all have in Denver. It's been a long It's been a long winter. A long snow we went to. Sure. and I needed some time to get away to sunny Southern California. Ate some great food. Got to hear some, uh, the waves pounding the shore. Saw some dolphins. Rode on a boat. Did all kinds of... All kinds of cool stuff, man.
1: This is the time of winter in Denver where everybody wants that story. We want that week in Southern California.
0: Speaking of Southern California, uh, I'm really excited because today we have a very special guest from Southern California. His name is Adam Mock. He and I have known each other for a long time. And we're so excited to share our conversation with Adam with you today. And we talked about something so important to every leader, and that is our identity. Now, your identity could be a lot of things. Uh, you could be a boss. You could say your person in charge, a wife, a husband, a friend, et cetera. But it's something leaders don't think enough about.
1: Absolutely not. And uh, Adam's thoughts were just so on point. I mm. felt like I learned a lot from it. And I was just excited that we get a chance to share this with everyone.
0: Yes. We talked about three questions every leader should ask themselves on a regular basis. And we don't want to give it all the way up front. But, but we're going to be asking the question, who are you? Think about that. Who are you? And we're going to have two other questions. Adam dropped a ton of value bombs. And if you've ever asked the question, Who am I as a leader? This episode is for you. And if you haven't asked that question, then this episode is definitely
1: for you. So without further delay, let's uh, dive right into our conversation with Adam Mock.
0: Is this? That's right. <laughs> hey, speaking of leadership podcast, uh, Adam Mock one of my favorite people on the planet. Welcome to the lead build live podcast. We're really glad that you could hang out with us today.
2: Thank you. I'm excited to hang out with you guys.
0: Adam is, uh, is a certified leadership coach. Mm -hmm. You have worked, um, for a publishing company. You've done media. You're an artist an illustrator, and you've worked with all kinds of different people from artists, creatives, uh, surgeons, pastors, and more. Why don't you just give us a little bit of a background of, of who you are and, uh, yeah let's go from there
2: okay uh well like you said i'm a leadership uh coaching specialist as you are larry we Mm. both got trained and mentored by a really great guy dr mckinley
1: dr
2: uh, Dr. mckinley uh great guy 30-year clinical psychologist master coach so we we Mm. learned from somebody really seasoned um and i'm a professional artist professional writer as you mentioned i've had the privilege of leading um, publishing organization, media organizations. Uh, I've served on the board of directors for Triple Threat Mentoring, a nonprofit that mentors under resource youth, Mm. and been doing that for over a decade. And uh, I've had the privilege to have my art everywhere, meet all kinds of people, do all kinds of styles, write for online, write for uh, books, write just for pleasure. And Ended up doing leadership development, which absolutely lit me up. And um, I, it really feels like it found me as opposed to I found it. And mm. ever since then, I've been, been, you know, diving into the deep end as much
0: as possible. Well, one of the things I know you're really passionate about is helping leaders see themselves beyond just their role. Let's just move on into a little bit of this this question that you love to ask leaders and yeah. it sounds so simple when you first ask this question, but if you really unpack it, there's a lot of meat on the bone. So why don't you go ahead and throw, mm-hmm. out, throw out the question that we're going to chew the on question, today?
2: Yeah, I, I love it. Let's chew on this question. The question is, is um, I want to say simply, but it's just not a simple question. But the question is, who are you? And I wish that I would have been asked that question um, repeatedly growing up. Who are you? Mm-hmm. I ask that question of so many people now of all kinds of different backgrounds and uh, all kinds of different experiences. What's fascinating is I'd say nine out of 10, if not 10 out of 10 people, when I say, who are you? In in our culture, in this Western culture, the first thing we do is we answer by our role.
0: Right, this is what I
2: do. So this is what I do. And I I didn't say, what do you do? I say, who are you? Like, I want to like, what's, what's in here? What Mm -hmm. comes out of you, you know? But we answer by our role. And uh, especially if we're working, you know, middle-class, upper-class, we like to say, this is my title. I'm Mm -hmm. the manager of something. I'm the, I'm in the C-suite. Oh, I, I manage X amount of people. Mm -hmm. And if we don't have a a role at work, the next way we answer is our, our relational role. I'm a spouse. I'm a parent. I'm a sibling. And, uh, you know, I, I've had the experience where I've been coaching people and I ask them this question, who are you? And they tell me their role and I smile and I say, okay, what else? And then they tell me their relational role and I smile and I say, what else? And, uh, I've had people after that just kind of draw a blank and say, I don't know. I don't know. And I say, okay, that's great. So let's talk about your role at work. If you were to lose your job tomorrow, who are you? Mm. And they think for a minute and they go, Okay, well I'm still a, a wife, I'm still a husband, you know, I'm still a mother, I'm still a father. And I say, Okay, fair enough. Um, your spouse divorces you. Who are you? And they go, Oh, oh. and they start to squirm and like, Well, you know, I'm still I'm still a parent <laughs> and I say, Fair enough, kids are getting older. Uh, they don't think you really did a good job. They actually resent you, they choose not to talk to you anymore. Can't take away the fact that you might have uh, mother or father them initially, but you know as far as your parenting role is it's really non-existent now who are you and and they look devastated. They
1: say, I don't know. So Adam, I don't know. So w- why does that question matter so much?
2: Uh-huh. Because if you don't know who you are, how could you possibly know things like um, what do you want? How could you know things like where are you going? now you can want things. And you could head in a direction, but how do you know that the thing you want or the direction you're heading in is truly what you have wanted Mm. or the direction you want to head in? Because how do you know where to go if you don't know who you are? How do you know that um, the direction you've headed in wasn't what somebody else wanted for you? How many stories have we heard, right, of... People being like, "Oh, my parents always wanted me to be mm-hmm. a doctor, or they wanted me to follow in their footsteps." I still hear it today. Right? You know, oh, my my parents uh, started their own company, and they always thought I would work for them, and I and I haven't done that. But Absolutely. I think I'm supposed to work for them. And and so mm-hmm. it's this, it's this kind of I call it the edge of expectation, and, and the other thing is the cliffs of comparison. You know, if you if you're looking at this idea of you're going to either have a crisis moment or or take a leap of faith and jump off. When you go down, you're going past the cliffs of comparison, the edges of expectation. It's all wrapped in that. So if you don't mm. know who you are, your life most likely has been built on the foundation of uh, other people's desires for you. No wonder we have this term midlife crisis, or now we have this term quarter life crisis. There's so much pressure for us to, to deliver for other people.
0: So our audience is primarily uh, small business owners, nonprofit leaders, mm-hmm. pastors, Um if they were to sit down and go, I got to wrestle with this question, you've already sort of given us like mm-hmm. the first round of answers, they're probably playing in their head. How do you push okay. through that to actually discover how to answer the question, who are you?
2: Yeah, it's, it's complex. And I'll say this, um, I wish there was a one size fits all to say how to get somebody to that answer. But we know people are they're individuals and they're unique um, and they have different desires and such. I I like to do what I, in my head, I give them signposts. Mm. I give them signposts that say you're heading more in the right direction. Signposts in the right direction are what lights you up. What would you fight for? What do you spend your money on? What convicts you? When do you feel courageous? Um, you know, when are you most confident? Those are things that can't be taken away from you. Like one of the litmus tests I have for this idea of who you are, if you want to really, really answer it is, um, stay away from answers that somebody else can change on you. So if you answer, I am the director of sales for this company, well, somebody can fire you or somebody mm-hmm. can change your title and that's out of your control. But what's not out of your control is saying, I like to watch pro wrestling. Well, great. That's what you like <laughs> to do. And if tomorrow you don't, then you don't, because I love watching pro wrestling. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so, know you, you know what I mean? That's something I get to you, Larry. We were talking about it like, um, uh, you know, your son, but, you know, one moment it's, it's Beatles and the next moment it's another band, right? right. Those are things that he gets to change that mm. he gets to decide I'm into and say, I still like both of them mm-hmm. force him not to like the bands he's going to like. Right. Um, and so those are much healthier signposts to get people in heading in the direction that they need to head in, but it, it takes a lot of work because, you know, one of the first things you learn in leadership development or, or purist coaching. Is this question, what do you want? And, you know, the first time people answer the question, what they want, uh, what do they want? uh, That first answer usually isn't even the answer. Yeah. It's something somebody else wanted. So you have to help them dig.
0: Well, I think most people don't have, especially if you're a leader and there's a lot of pressure on leaders, there's budgets to manage. There are people, there are their lives, they have families, there's paychecks, you know, attached to the -hmm. work that you're doing, all those things. And I think at some point it becomes this machine that you've got to sustain. And so asking the question, what do I want? Like most of us get to the point where it's not about that anymore. It's about servicing this machine or this engine that I've created or that I'm responsible for. So why, what helps busy leaders who are maybe trapped there cut through that and actually give themselves permission to ask the deeper question, who am I? Mm -hmm.
2: I, I think if they if they focus on do they w- really want to be a great influencer or are they losing their influence are they just kind of getting stuck in the machine mm-hmm. um, you know it, it, it's kind of you know there's this saying uh, what are you pretending not to know that you know. Mm-hmm. I think we've all been there where you're like, Oh, question. let me, yeah. yeah, let me ignore that today. Right. I know the answer. Let me pretend I don't know that Let me pretend I don't know that this person should not be in that role or this person shouldn't even be in this job. Or let me uh, pretend not to know that I know that my relationship is on the rocks or that I need to develop myself on something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the other question that, that goes with that is what, what questions are you not asking that, or what conversations are you not having that you should be having? And uh, that kind of helps us keep our moral compass in mind. You know, do you want to continue to be a great influencer? And do you really want to no longer pretend that you don't know something that you do know? And do you want to have the courage to have those conversations? Mm. You, you step into those realms and who you are shows up. Your authenticity shows up. I mean, that's leadership. You have to be authentic. Yeah. You just, you can't fall into that machine. It's not going to help anybody.
1: Right. I spent a lot of time, uh, even recently, thinking about this concept of who I am, hmm. and uh, it was interesting to think through hobbies that I enjoy, people that I like to be with, and it's for me, it's so broad that I kept thinking, this is confusing. I don't know who I am. <laughs> but then I realized this term came to me when I was out. I was actually in Moab, uh, sleeping underneath the stars in Long's Canyon, and I thought, I'm an adventurer. That's what I love. Nice. I love adventure. Uh-huh. And, yeah. uh, and it was, a it was a real, uh, moment for me to, to realize that and to think about it and to process it. And it stuck with me ever since. And I'm just wondering when people have that kind of a moment, is it something that really is kind of a, a light bulb for them and changes the conversation mm-hmm. immediately or, or what happens when people start to realize who they are?
2: yeah absolutely it's a light bulb uh, you know some of it's pure rediscovery to go out and say you're an adventurer like even now I can see you on video there's this party that gets like the big grin on your face mm-hmm. and you light up you're proud of that absolutely. You, it, 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 right it's not just a word it's for not you. It's you not
1: even pride it's just excitement just like yes! ah I can't wait for the next adventure
2: exactly yeah. right and, and and I can see that on you because when you use that word adventure, I bet your mind is flooded with imagery of those adventures of places mm-hmm. you've been or places you want to go Yeah. so yeah it's a rediscovery discovery it's a light bulb for people and it's a great path as a developer as a coach to take people down these, these are those realms that i talk about where i say people forget the lives they wanted to live or they they need um, to save the lives that they wanted to live it's that so you're an adventurer and the beautiful thing about who you are is it's who you are is also tied to your values it's the same thing so a high value for you would be adventure Mm-hmm. It's how you live out your purpose, right? Yeah. It's it's one of your houses adventuring. So and, and it's okay. Somebody else's value might be money. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, a part of who they are might be wrapped in it, but but they might get excited about money because of how they're able to use it to help other people or to help further something. Yeah. Um, again, creating value, right? That yeah. authentic influence that creates value.
0: So you talked about. The importance of understanding who you are so that you're mm-hmm. you're not tied to a role, so that if things shift. I love the way that you sort of gave us a little framework for that, that it's things that no one else could change about you. And it really is your mm-hmm. core values, who you are deep as a person outside of particular context. And one of the reasons it's important to know that so you're not shaken if circumstances change, but also it sounds like what you're saying is so you can know what you uniquely bring to the world, right? Yeah. So, so leaders start off, you're, you're challenging us as leaders to ask that question, to deliberate on it and to try to come to an understanding of this is who I am outside of all that other stuff. This is me. What's the next question that you, you challenge leaders with once they wrestle with this thing?
2: Yeah. The the next question would be, where are you going? Um, and, and, and it's because it, it, you know, it comes about from this, this parable of, um, of this wise person who's walking down a path, and uh, as they're just going on their way, a soldier gets in front of them very aggressively, you know, holding a weapon and stops and says, to "Them, who are you? Where are you going? Why are you going there?" And the wise person, you know, steps back a minute, and thinks about it, and they're kind of shocked, and they say, "Wow, okay, how often, you know, like how often do you do this, and what do they pay you?" Mm-hmm. I do this you know, seven days a week. They pay me $100 a day to do this. So that wise person thinks, okay, I'll tell you what, um, I'm going to pay you $200 a day. Stop me every day on this path when you see me, ask me the same three questions. Who are you? Where are you going? And why are you going there? Mm. Um, and it's because those questions are, they're systematic. They're each built on each other. And they'll guide you. They will guide you forever. If you don't know who you are, you can't be sure that where you're going is where you want to go, right? Mm. So you have to answer who are you. So, Larry, to answer your question, the next question that I would ask them then is, hey, now that you know who you are, you have some some, some real idea of, of who you are at your core, right. um, where are you going? where you're going what's your what's your compass pointing you towards and where you're going might not be one-dimensional might not be a to b it might be like i'm going to explore that field Mm. and that field is big so i'm going to bounce around in that field because that's where i'm going i'm going to that field and there's a lot to explore there
0: so like the first question you ask people who are you and they give you a bunch of answers that are probably not it when you ask this question where are you going is it a similar experience where you ask the question and they give you a bunch of answers that aren't it and then eventually they stumble onto what it is
2: yeah. A lot of times they answer, where are you going and they answer where they are, uh, where they are. It's tied to the role again. I'm going to get that promotion. I'm, uh, you know, going to get noticed. Um, uh, some people though start to catch on pretty quick and it's almost apologetic. Uh, I may go back to school. Well, are you, or are you not going back to school? You know, Hey, I've always wanted to be a tattoo artist. Okay. <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> to become that, that, right. you know, so I think it becomes this really playful thing. Like I'm talking about with the field It really is exploration again. It, it feels um, a lot of people have had the privilege of coaching. This is so playful. It becomes childlike all over again. It's like they forgot what it was like to, to say these things that they're into. Some people are almost ashamed to say them. Mm. I had a woman that I met wonderful, wonderful woman. Uh, she was excited to get a, a job and she had an interview coming up and she told me um, that, Uh, she needed to start an entirely new life. She was Persian and had some strong opinions about her culture Mm -hmm. and um, felt like she never had a say in what she can do. And I remember her saying to me, I know this is going to sound crazy to you, but I need to start living life for me. Yeah. And I said, that doesn't sound crazy at all. It sounds beautiful. I wish more people would say
0: this to themselves.
2: Yes, it sounds beautiful, but she was like a child trying to figure out where am I going, Mm -hmm. you know, where am I going? But she was claiming who she was. She knows, she knows who she wasn't. She wasn't somebody that had to listen to what other people said or feel, um, marginalized or suffocated, um, or unheard. She was hearing herself. She was reclaiming herself and she knew, she knew the kind of life she wanted to live. She didn't know exactly what it looked like, but she knew what it felt like. She knew it felt happy and it was filled with smiles and deep connection Um, it's interesting, you know, there's these three intrinsic values, uh, that we all share. And this, this, this woman reminded me of it uh, listening to her talk, the things that are tied to our happiness is we want the ability to have personal growth. We want to know that our best days aren't behind us, that they're Mm -hmm. ahead of us still, or even that we're in them. It's Andy Bernard on the office says, I wish there was a way to know that we're in the good old days while we're still in them.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
2: So, (laughs) So this ability to have personal growth. The second is deep, meaningful connection. Larry, you and I have known each other a long time, and mm. we've seen our families grow, and, um, and we have the same friend network, and the ability to just call each other up or text and genuinely be happy for somebody else or to be concerned for somebody else. Um, deep, meaningful connection sustains you. It mm. makes you know you're not alone. Uh, and the last thing is the ability to help others, to know that we have something to contribute in somebody else's life. This whole idea of where you're going, you know, who are you, where are you going, a lot of where we're going, I believe, is tied to what we know intrinsically. We want to grow, we want connection, and we want to help people. And, mm. and that's going to take different... Um, it'll look different for everybody, but I think it's all tied to those same
1: intrinsic values. Hey, it's Rob. Having a hard conversation about behavior, performance, or alignment is something that most of us leaders fear. And because we fear it, we put it off, especially the difficult conversations. Lead Build Live has put together a course called Aligning Conversations that includes seven great coaching videos, reusable worksheets, and a guide that will give you the confidence you need to get that hard conversation on your calendar and do a great job with it. Check it out at
0: LeadBuildLive.com/align. So, for leaders reflecting on the question "Who are you?" and then "Where are you going?", they should ask themselves this question and maybe even challenge a friend to continue to ask him that question. What's the, what's the last question?
2: The last question is why, why are you going there? This is purpose, right? Mm. So why is your purpose? And it's the most compelling thing that you can ask. We all know some of the best organizations understand the why and put that before the, what they do is why they do it. Mm. Um, you need a really, really strong, compelling reason to head in the direction or that direction won't be sustainable. This is what makes people peter out or just get tired or yeah. or get, get very ADD, right? It wasn't compelling enough for them to move that way. The why are you going there is everything. That's like, that's like the heartbeat, you know? Yeah. I, I, I can't not do this. Mm. That's why. And interestingly enough, the why circles you back to the first question. You can keep asking yourself this loop. Why are you going there? Because it's who I am.
0: Right. Well, it's a natural expression of who I it. am.
2: Exactly, and right. And now they start learning who they are even more. Well, great. Who are you? Where are you going? Well, I'm heading in this direction. Why? Because I can't not do that. Why? Because it's who I am. Mm. And it keeps going. And their moral compass now is stronger than it's
1: ever been. Mm. One of the things that strikes me about what you're saying is that as humans, we you mentioned it, uh, the clips of comparison. But mm-hmm. it seems as if this cycle is a virtuous cycle that really l- helps you to let go of that. Mm, it just helps yeah. you to let go of comparison because suddenly you're grounded. Uh, mm-hmm. the, this whole exercise, we haven't used the word grounded, but it feels as if for a leader to become grounded, these are some fundamental things to start from because it, mm-hmm. it's a place of strength. It's who, where um, where you can go back to in a hard situation, where you can throw your anchor when, when it's a storm. And so mm-hmm. I, I just love the whole concept. And I think that it's just, uh, like I said, like you were saying, it's a virtuous cycle.
2: Yeah, Rob, I love the word grounded. So you know, I'm in the midst of actually writing a book uh, about rescuing dreams, but this idea of grounded, like I mentioned, it, you're gonna end up grounded one way or another. Mm. You're either gonna have a crisis moment in your life where you will fall from a great height. I've had it and it's yeah. painful and it's confusing and and you think you understand how life works until you're grounded. And that Man. type of grounding is a, is a painful impact with the ground. Yeah. And the other is the realization that you're going to have to jump or descend, take your time going down, or you're going to take this leap of faith. Either way, you will end up grounded. Um, a lot of times, you know, we, we, we like to use the imagery of, oh, I'm going to build a bridge from where I am to where I want to go. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a big believer in that. And the reason is if we build this bridge, there's all this crap underneath it that we have to wrestle with. We have to get real with. It's the stuff that we pretend not to know that we know. Gotcha. And we build a bridge yeah. over it. We ignore it.
1: So So the idea is we need to go, we need to descend into
2: it. Exactly. We descend into it, right? So the idea is here's where we are, but this isn't sustainable for us. We're not happy. um, We're not fulfilled. We're confused. We're anxious. We're stressed. Here's the cliff. And it's very close to when we're feeling Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And you either get pushed off, you jump off, you climb down and that cliff That has the cliffs. That's the cliffs of comparison, the edges of expectation. You start to reflect on things. Am I as good as this person? Why don't I have what they have? Um, What do people expect me to be? Am I allowed to swear? Am I allowed to wear this? Can I watch these kinds of movies? Listen to this kind of music? Mm -hmm. Man, you lose yourself so quick with that stuff. Go Mm -hmm. down, get grounded, Rob, like you're saying, get grounded. That's where you find your dream. It's not up here. It's actually down here. It's buried under all the crap that falls off the cliff that we just throw off the edge. Grab that dream, hold it, embrace it, uh, cherish it. And then you're going to walk. You're going to have to walk across this canyon. This is the valley of the shadow of death. I mean, you're going to (laughs) walk through this thing and it's scary. And there's all kinds of And there's all kinds of things you have to wrestle with. So I don't
1: like people, you know, go uh, ahead. Is it important to, to, uh, to try to get out of that valley or is it important to get used to being in it and let it have its work is it working on you to be there in that yes, spot?
2: It's absolutely. Yeah, okay. it's, it's building your courage. It builds conviction. So in that valley, you start to wrestle with things like some people are incredibly private. I'm not going to let somebody know that I lost my job or my money is tight right now or maybe my marriage isn't working out or I got written up at work. Whatever that thing is that we hide that's in the facade because yeah. God forbid we let people in on that. When you start to walk through that valley, you become more real. So it's okay to say, gosh, work sucks. Oh, my God, I'm scared for my relationship. My kids aren't ending up the way I thought. I don't have a lot of money left. I'm in debt. Oh, you and everybody else. Welcome to the club. Great. Mm -hmm. You're not alone, right? So as you walk, yes, what you're going to find when you get to the other end is another cliff, and you're going to find you're stronger than you were, and you're strong enough to climb that, and then you climb and you gain perspective and breath and altitude, and you're able to look back and see everything you've gone through that strengthened you at the other end of that, that's what you would have built the bridge to at the other end of that. That's where you can put your dream in the ground, water it, nourish it, and it will flourish there because it's a whole different landscape on the other side.
1: That sounds
0: but like an adventure. But we didn't skip
2: over there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Rob's all excited put right, right now adventure. because it's all adventures. Uh-huh.
0: Well, Adam, it sounds like too that, if they were just to skip across the bridge, they would might, they might arrive at the other side, but they wouldn't be ready for whatever's on the other side yet. But if they climb yeah. down, they go through the stuff, they learn about themselves. I think so many leaders get so busy and they have this image to protect and this organization to manage and to protect. And so the idea that you're throwing out of basically being vulnerable, getting honest yeah. about your stuff, wading through it to get to the other side. A lot of people don't feel like they have permission to do that because it makes them look weak. And it sounds like you're saying, no, this is actually, this is part of what makes you stronger by doing these things, by descending into that stuff, the mess, looking at the mess from all different angles. You come out the other side more equipped to lead. Uh, If you don't do that, it sounds like maybe there's a lid on your leadership.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the fast track you get to the other side, but is it sustainable then? Do you have right. the strength to do it? Right. Um, any of us can sign up for a marathon, but do we have, have we put the work in to actually run the marathon? Um, you know, in, in, in development, they, they teach us about the Johari window. For those that don't know, if you just picture a square divided into four sections mm-hmm. and the whole Johari window is this idea of, of self. You have this first window in the upper left, which is called the arena. And that's what we know about ourselves and everyone else knows about us. Very easy stuff. Mm -hmm. I have black hair. I'm ethnically ambiguous, um, you know, (laughs) things like that. Um, But then the other window to the right, you have what's called the blind spots, things that people know about you that you don't know about yourself. Mm -hmm. And one great way to find your blind spots is to descend into that valley and allow people to speak into your life and um, tell you things about yourself that, one, you need to hear to affirm yourself. And two, that you don't want to hear because you're too scared to hear it Mm -hmm. because um, you're going to have to work on it.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. How do you get somebody to, how how do you ask that question of your friends?
2: Oh, ask that question in terms of what are my blind spots? Yeah. Is
1: it just what are my blind spots or are there some Mm -hmm. better way to do it? Yeah.
2: Well, when it comes to the Johari window, it's actually an exercise you can do and and Mm -hmm. uses a, a number of adjectives and, and people answer these adjectives. Like how would you describe Rob you know Mm. well everyone you know you you would describe yourself with the same adjectives and they would too you'd circle adventurous they circle adventurous okay you both agree on that that's in the arena if they circle something like stubborn and you don't Uh. could be a blind spot for you yeah and because why did they see it and you didn't see it now if you circle something like um kind and they didn't that may be something you don't show enough of and that may be in the bottom left-hand quadrant that's called the facade or the secret window and it's like, well, why do you know that about you, but they don't know it about you? And all the other adjectives that haven't been circled, that's what the bottom right quadrant of that Jahari window. That's potential. It's unexplored. That's the adventurer in you. That's unexplored. So the idea would be that you live in the arena as much as possible. When blind spots are brought up, don't let them be blind anymore. They're now in the arena. Are you gonna work on them? You have a choice to make. What are you keeping from people in the facade? that you could be sharing with them as Larry said, getting vulnerable mm. so that it's not in this secret pains that now your arena is getting bigger, gotcha. meaning the only thing that's left is the potential pain. And as you explore that, your arena is even bigger and bigger. And guess what? Now you're more authentic. Now you can be you in any situation and there's congruency in your life across the board. You're not different at home, at work, or with a certain group of friends. You're the same person in all arenas.
0: Oh, I love that. So good. Adam, three questions you sort of propose Leaders should be challenging themselves with, who are you? Where are you going? Why are you going there? That's powerful. It's something that I could see every leader asking themselves every day. And I love the, the illustration. I was thinking of the exact same analogy of the person on the, on the path with the soldier. If, if we had a discipline of asking someone to ask us that on a regular basis, how much better it would make us As a leader. And if we did that from our spouse all the way down to direct reports or even people two or three layers down in the organization, how much more well rounded of a a leader we would be. I would love to know just sort of a follow up kind of final question in this thread. For the person who's a leader who's busy, who this isn't intuitive to them. And they Mm -hmm. might have heard all of this and went, this sounds intriguing, but I'm afraid because I'm afraid it'll disrupt everything. And I'm tasked Mm -hmm. with managing all this stuff. And I'm afraid if I go too deep into answering these questions, it's going to mess up my organization or the the Mm -hmm. people that I lead. What would you you say in closing why they should do this and maybe what's a a solid first step?
2: Uh, uh, I would say that um, take courage, uh, hope. Hope lies in the action we take. Hope without action is is nothing. That's Mm -hmm. like knowledge is nothing without action. Knowledge isn't power. Knowledge with action is power. Mm -hmm. But take courage because, um, yeah, it's going to disrupt you. It's going to disrupt your life. It's going to disrupt your organization to some degree. And that's not bad. I would say embrace that disruption for the long-term investment where it's not just going to take you, but where it's going to take everybody on the ride. If you're a leader right now, And no matter what your situation is, um, however you identify as that authentic influencer that creates value at home, in an organization, within your friend group, um, there's work that needs to be done and it's not easy and it doesn't happen overnight. It's like trying to lose weight and you go to the gym once and then you go, well, this sucks. I never want to go again. I didn't lose the weight. You have to be committed. You have to have that commitment. But it's so worth it because life happens fast. We know that. And six months goes by in the blink of an eye. Two years, blink of an eye. All of a sudden, it's five years. All of a sudden, your kids are grown. Take the steps now to get you first where you need to be in order to bring everybody else along with you. Everyone will benefit from it. Hmm. Get trusted people around you. If you have them, man, just be so grateful you have trusted people. Again, think about those intrinsic values, deep, meaningful relationships. If you have people who can speak into your life, and they're telling you blind spots, uh, that's a gift. Don't, don't get defensive. That's mm-hmm. a gift. Um, but take those steps because where you want to go is worth, uh, the courage it takes to get there.
0: That's a great, that's a great final word. Adam mock, creative leader, uh, dream, what, what resc- dream, rescuer, <laughs>
2: Rescuer. Made in Thailand with American parts.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's, that's amazing. You're Adam, also an upcoming author.
2: Upcoming, yeah. Well, yeah, actually, I'm, I'm already an author. I have two uh, coffee okay. table books I co authored. I've done some ghostwriting, but I will be, um, I, I have a book that I'm working on right now. Uh, called rescue your dreams. Mm. And I'm very excited about that. And we'll go more in depth into, into what we've talked about here. And I'll probably tap into this idea that, you know, the life that we're in right now in 2019, 2020, the years coming ahead looks very different than it did uh, in decades past. We have more information at our fingertips than Mm. ever more access to new experiences. The, um, the, the resurgence of the Renaissance man and woman is, is here. I mean, we have everything to experience. We're not one trick ponies. Yeah. So Rob, like you, we should just adventure and, and go get it. Mm-hmm.
0: I love it. Adam, where can where can our listeners find out more about the Adam Mock?
2: Uh, very easy. Go to adammock.com, A-D-A-M-M-O-C-K.com. You can read more about what I do, uh, where I've been, and even where I'm going uh, there.
0: Adam, thanks for your investment into leaders, and uh, thanks for taking time to hang out with us today it's been amazing you've crammed for our first podcast episode this is zero zero one for our first podcast episode you've crammed five podcasts worth of i'm pretty sure at least <laughs> helpful stuff into one yeah so
2: we'll do some follow-ups how about we'll that? have to do that i would love Absolutely. to keep talking with you guys yeah. you guys are great
0: unbelievable so helpful really appreciate it adam thanks for coming on the podcast
2: thank you guys
0: that was amazing adam mock blew my mind i i'm floored it
1: was so such a fun conversation
0: i love to take notes on things and i'm gonna to have to go back and just take a bazillion notes and chew on these things because adam is clearly i love he said he's a dream rescuer but he's also not content letting us be content no not at all i think he challenges in all the right ways Yeah. Friends, we want to encourage you to really listen to this. And this might be one of those episodes you go back and listen to time and time again, because he challenged us with three questions. And I think that question of who are you, where are you going and why are you going there? We should ask ourselves this on a regular basis. And I just want to encourage you, as Adam sort of alluded to, get people around you in community to help you do that. Um, if you want more resources around this podcast, we want to encourage you to go to leadbuildlive.com slash 001. That's leadbuildlive.com slash 001. You're going to find a blog post, you'll find show notes, but we also have this practical PDF that you can download to help you take action on what you've learned about. It's going to unpack what Adam's talked about and it's something you can use over and over again. leadbuildlive.com slash Another great way to process this together is in the tribe that we're building. Rob, tell us where they can find that.
1: Oh, we've got great options for you. So if you go to leadbuildlive.com slash community, you can join our private Facebook group. You can subscribe to this podcast and you can view our blog and more. So we have a lot of great resources for you and it's an ever-growing library. We're so excited to meet more leaders just like you.
0: Yeah, and in our Facebook group, it's a private Facebook group and we really wanna encourage you to be a part of that. It's a it's a growing tribe. It's a safe place to come and to process these things. And every time we have an episode, we're gonna throw questions around that so that the community can, community can dialogue about that. It's a brand new community. We just started it recently and so we want you to get in on the ground floor and help us build our tribe We want to help you lead, build, and live.
1: All right. That's it for today, guys. So if you want to learn more about Adam Mock, you can go to adammock.com. And we're going to leave you with this thought.
0: You need to ask yourself this question. Who are you? Look Look in the mirror. Ask yourself this question. And then ask your friends to tell you and see where you're at. And chances are the answer to this question, if you take it seriously... It's going to mess you up. It's It's going to mess you up. It's going to change things. It's going to change things in the best of ways. So that's all for today, friends. Have a great, great time. We'll see you next time on the podcast.